So last week, we experienced a powerful storm here in Ontario, right? And the Weather Bureau, they were calling it derecho. How many are Spanish speaking here? Okay, derecho means straight, derecho, straight. And it was, it was powerful. It was like a windstorm, long lasting and far reaching. The length of that storm was 1,000 kilometers stretch, okay? It was tornado-like that started in Michigan, went through Ontario, then Quebec, then finished in Maine, in the United States. And the wind speed, speed is 120 kilometers per hour. The police should have given a speeding ticket to the storm because the, wind storm, the, the, the storm was above the speed limit, right? 120 kilometers per hour. And it affected so many people. How many of you were affected by the storm? Okay. How many of you still do not have electricity now? Okay, we're gonna, we need to pray for them and we need to support them in any way, okay? And it brought so much inconvenience to many of us, right? It's as if that, because we got, we got used to having electricity. And we forgot already how to make coffee without electricity. That's why some people were having withdrawal symptoms after not having coffee. Like they were having like jitters. <laughs> we already forgot how to cook without electricity. We're just so used to nuking, using the microwave. Three minutes, we have our meal. We forgot to do our laundry by hand because we're so used with the laundry machine, okay? We're so used to just storing our food on fridge and freezers. And some even, they don't have water because they rely on electricity for the water pump to have water. So it brought so much inconvenience to all of us, many of us. And some, some were, were blessed to have generators, but it could only do so much, right? And for those who were affected, you know, it, 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 there, there could be a part in us that could get impatient. When are we going to get the electricity back, right? And we're tired of waiting, waiting, waiting. When? Right? Because we, we, we want to get the electricity back so that we could go on with our life. We could be productive, whether in school, at work, or doing chores at home. We need electricity. But we're powerless. You can't make the electricity come. You just have to wait. Wait. Wait patiently. Or else you're going insane. Right? Some already maybe have gone insane here. <laughs> the, the disciples also, in our gospel today, they were kind of impatient also. They, they asked Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus, this the resurrected Jesus, right? The Romans put him to death. He's now back, back to life. He's invincible. We can now advance God's kingdom. Nobody could stop us now. 
with the risen Lord. So they're eager. Let's go. Let's go do the mission. And then Jesus told them, you have to wait. Okay? Wait. And, and he said that in our gospel, I'm sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power. Power from on high. Without this power, they will not be able to do the mission. So they have to wait. Okay? And as Jesus was, before he ascended, the disciples loved Jesus so much. And they were having a hard time letting him go. I don't know if you've experienced like that. You, you love that person so much, and then this person is leaving. It aches, it pains our heart to see this, people, this, this person leave. That's why I could imagine the apostles, they were clutching on the legs of Jesus, the arms of Jesus, the waist of Jesus. They were crying. They don't want to let him go. But Jesus told them, I will not leave you orphans. In fact, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, he said, I will be with you until the end of time. That's why St. Augustine, okay, so St. Augustine said this, he, Jesus, did not leave heaven when he came down to us, nor did he withdraw from us when he went up again into heaven. Okay? So he's with us all the time. But other than Jesus, he also said that I will send a comforter. Okay? Somebody corrected me. I should not pronounce it comforter. Comforter. So I'm learning to pronounce proper English. <laughs> he, was, he will send a, another comforter. Okay? He says that in John 14, 16, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter <laughs> that he may abide with you forever because he is the comforter and the Holy Spirit is the another comforter. <laughs> okay? And another word for the comfort, comforter <laughs> is advocate. Okay? He said that in John 16, verse 10, he says, if I don't leave, you won't receive the advocate. He says in John 16, verse 10, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. Okay? So, so the disciples, I'm glad, the first thing that they did was they obeyed. They obeyed. They obeyed Jesus that they waited. They could have gone back fishing again. What will happen? If they were not in that upper room with Mary, they will not receive the Holy Spirit. And in Scripture, it says, the Holy Spirit is given to those who obey. That's why I've been telling people, when you obey the Lord, you experience a mini Pentecost. You experience the power of this Holy Spirit in your life. When you disobey, the opposite happens. The Spirit in you gets weaker and weaker and weaker. That's why we need to strive a life of obedience. So that the first thing that the apostles did, they obeyed the Lord. 
They went to the upper room with Mary and waited. The second thing that they did is that they waited. They didn't know for how long. We know that it was nine days. But for them, they didn't know. Will it take several days, several weeks, several months? All they were told to do is to wait. So they waited. And they waited patiently. They didn't get impatient. They didn't get bored. Oh, let's, let's play cards while waiting. Did they do that? Let's play cards. <laughs> no, they waited patiently and prayerfully. We need to be properly disposed, just like the apostles, to be able to receive this Holy Spirit. As we wait patiently and prayerfully, our hearts and our soul is being prepared to receive the Holy Spirit. Okay? The third thing that the apostles did was that they long, they long for this advocate, for this comforter to come to them. And the sign, that the, the sign of their longing is that they asked. In Luke chapter 11, verse 13, they remembered, they remembered what Jesus said. So if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So all we have to do is to ask. We don't need to beg. We need to ask. Come, Holy Spirit. God the Father, give me the Holy Spirit. But these three should go on and on. We need to strive to live a life of obedience. We need to wait patiently and prayerfully. And then we ask. Okay? And when, when they did that, they received. They received this Holy Spirit. They were clothed with power. Power from on high. They experienced the love of the Father in a very personal way. Their minds were enlightened with the truths in Scripture. They were given the power to do God's will, to do the mission that Jesus entrusted them to do. Okay? And three signs, three signs that the disciples were, were, were able to receive this, this, this Holy Spirit. The first sign is the proclamation of the good news. Okay? In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. What was being proclaimed? Okay? What was being proclaimed? Repentance and the forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in His name to all nations. They received this love from the Father and they can't help but share that love with others. They can't keep the good news to themselves. So they went out. They went out and proclaimed to all nations. The second sign is the signs and wonders. Mark 16 verse 20, it says, They went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked through them, confirming His word by the signs that accompanied it. What are those signs? Healing, deliverance, raising the dead back to life. Those were the signs that accompanied the proclamation of the gospel. That's why 
we're going to start having the Encounter School of Ministry here in Ottawa. And I encourage you to... Yes. <laughs> I really encourage you to take that school. I'm taking it now. I'm in year one. I'm going to year two. We need to learn to use the gifts that the Lord has given us. The third sign that, that the apostles have received the, the Holy Spirit is that when they preach the gospel, accompanied with signs of wonder and wonders, people were being converted. A lot of fruit, fruit of conversion. Okay? Now, I would like to ask you, are we seeing a lot of proclamation of the gospel? Are we seeing a lot of signs and wonders of healing and deliverance? Are we seeing mass conversion from people? Are we seeing these signs? Are we seeing a lot of these signs? That's my question to you. Yes or no? No. No. And the imagery that I got was that it's like a water faucet, right? It was just slightly open. And there's water drop by drop, just drops coming, coming out of the water faucet. The water faucet needs to be open fully so that water would gush out from the faucet. That's what we need to do. That's why we need to receive the Holy Spirit. And if we receive the Holy Spirit, you need to ask for more. You can't be satisfied. Right? So, just us, we can't imagine living a life with electricity. It's hard. It's hard. We can't imagine living a life uh, without electricity. It is also the same. It's hard to, be, uh, to imagine the church fully alive. The church filled with this power of the Holy Spirit. Why is it hard to imagine? Because we're used to seeing the church with no power or seeing a church with little power because it is running by generators. That's why we need more. We need more of the Holy Spirit. We need more of this power. And we need to do this individually and as a community. That's why we need to imitate Mary and the apostles. By doing what? By striving to live a life of obedience. It, that's very key. Wait patiently, prayerfully, and then ask as a sign of our longing. When we do these three, I tell you, we will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And the vision of Father Bob Bedard will be realized. What is that vision? A vision of a church explosively alive. <laughs>